0: breath with me. When I made the decision to start seminary three years ago, I didn't know that it would feel so much like leaving home. I remember this longing before beginning the journey in the spring of 2019 to plant myself in a space for a while and let it work on me. I had spent the previous year in deep discernment about embarking, and now I was ready to settle into a new space and allow myself to be formed in the studying, the exploration, the learning, to touch down in a new home. I remember my first trip into Boston. I took the commuter rail, and in the morning I organized myself for a long day in the city, Backpack, check. Pencil case, check. Notebooks, lunch, tea bags, travel mug, check, check, check. From that cold January morning when I boarded the train beneath a darkened sky and watched the sun over the Revere Marsh, I carried myself from one place to another. I was on the road, landing in classrooms on city benches and at lunch tables. And on the days when I wasn't at school, I landed at my job where I settled into the familiar faux leather chair next to the south facing window. Then back home again to Tim and the girls to snuggle up on the couch and listen to the day's stories. Go to board meetings at night at my church, connect with dear friends and family. And all along the way, my trusted backpack, my pouch of favorite tea, and my mug joined me as companions as I touched down and took off over and over again. And even though these transitions were jarring, I developed a rhythm to my travels between spaces. I found that I could make home on the fly set up a sense of belonging and centering in the most disparate of places. Then the pandemic. It was this new kind of landing home. Home took on a whole new meaning as we all stayed put. In Frank's sermon from a few weeks ago, he talked about homesickness. And I think that that is so powerful, right? We have all spent so much time at home and yet we are longing for it. Home then is more than the place we go to at the end of the day. As my pre-pandemic travels remind me, it is sometimes on the road. Often more than a place, it is a person, a community, something deep inside ourselves. So in this time of transition, this last year of finally beginning to leave our physical homes to return to these other ones, I'm thinking a lot about home. Maya Angelou, in Letter to My Daughter, writes about how she doesn't agree with this adage that you can't go home. Instead, she says, quote, I believe that one can never leave home. I believe that one carries the shadows, the dreams, the fears and dragons of home under one's skin. Home is that useful region where a child is the only real living inhabitant. We may act sophisticated and worldly, but I believe we feel safest when we go inside ourselves and find home, a place where we belong and maybe the only place we really do." End quote. I love this. We never leave home. We carry it with us. It is deep inside ourselves, that useful region where we find ourselves, where we belong. And I love how Angelou ties home to youth. I think we can draw inspiration here from our kids, the ways that they find and create home in the wake of their play and imagination. I grew up in Springfield, Massachusetts before moving to a small rural farming town just south on the Connecticut border. And we had this row of forsythia bushes out front of our house. There were probably six or so bushes, and they had grown together at the top, but underneath their stalks remained separated, so they created these little forsythia rooms that my sister and I would crawl inside and fill with things, cups, blankets, trinkets, toys, spread out to adorn our tiny homes in the underbrush. At my grandmother's house where we spent our summers, we would build home forts behind her couch with blankets and gather up her silver tea service and pretend we were entertaining guests at a dinner party. And I watch my kids in turn create home wherever they go. One of their favorite homemaking activities is to draw large squares in the sand at the beach and develop floor plans for their imagined homes and then run around inside decorating it with wall hangings and furniture and doorways with sticks in the sand. And yet, as Angelou reminds us though, home can also be a place of fear and pain. I know that for some hearing the word home is unbearable Home does not always mean safety, belonging or welcoming. Home for some is a mirage, unattainable and just beyond reach. Author Wallace Stegner once said that home is a notion only nations of homeless fully appreciate and only the uprooted comprehend. So home isn't a given. And as the pandemic has taught us, it is something hard to pin down, something precarious and also maybe too in formation. Is home in formation? This homemaking is so central, so foundational to who we are. Angelou is right, we never leave our longing for it. This longing is born from the reality that it isn't always something stable. And while yes, it is deep inside ourselves, it is also out here too. We take this inner home and we bring it with us when we move through the world. Beyond just our individual sense of belonging, the places that we go at the end of the day, we take it with us in the ways that we are called to be home for others. In these moments of flux and change, when landing anywhere certain or familiar feels perilous, I find myself looking for it. Where are our youthful regions, our forsythia crawl spaces, our floor plans in the sand? And what new things do we bring with us in our backpacks? Last week, we talked about covenant, those promises we make to each other for how to live, love, and belong together, how they contain us in a sense of a congregational home, how they ask us to enter bringing our full selves, our sense of home, into this beloved spiritual community. They ask us to celebrate both the strength we hold as individuals and as a collective, and as we say, to build the common good, to build a common home, a home that holds us in care and keeps us accountable to each other, this home that we make together, this belonging we make together. And in my three weeks here, I have already learned a lot, but one of the central things is how well this congregation does this. Here is what I have learned about home from all of you. Home is not a static thing a passive state of holding, home is on the move. We can't leave it and it doesn't leave us and more than that, we can be in the business of making it. Home as a verb, a promise, a prayer, something we create and cultivate and reproduce for each other. I have learned that as we come and go from this space, we bring and take home with us. Each person here brings things, talents, passions, and gifts that make home, home as shelter, home as food, meals, home as access, offering, service. We all bring our own sense and meaning of home into these walls, and like the waters that mingled in our water communion ritual, they entwine, circle around, and blend together into the divine and sacred tapestry that is this, the collective home we build and cultivate in our midst. So I was in church a Wednesday or two ago and all the staff had left and I was waiting for folks to arrive for a board meeting in a few hours. I had been feeling a bit frazzled by all the changes of a new semester, starting this internship, meeting all of these beautiful new faces and stories, so many things. Frank encouraged me to spend some quiet time alone in the building, just to feel the space. I sat for a while in the sanctuary here. I quietly breathed in the smell of polished, well-cared-for wood and felt the hush of centuries of love and tending encircle me. I walked upstairs and sat in my office. I took time and care with my steps felt my body move across the carpet, listened to the sound of creaking wood before heading downstairs to the kitchen to make myself a cup of tea. I flipped the tea kettle on to boil some water, and then I did what I have done. For the last few years, I went over to my backpack and I took out my travel mug, unscrewed the lid, and then leaned against the counter to wait for the water to finish boiling. But as I looked up above me to the right, I noticed a shelf with a row of eclectic mugs, many likely brought in and left behind, as church mugs are oft to do, from someone's home. And I took one down. And in that moment, I decided to put my travel mug away for now. And I dropped my tea bag into a white UUCH mug and poured the water in. Steam circled up from the steeping, and I curled my fingers around the warm porcelain. Here I was, here I am, making this place home. In this time together that we will share in the years ahead, may we find corners of our lives to cover with blankets and fill with the hospitality of a warm cup of tea, May we draw home lines in the sand with open doors and greetings that say, come in, you are welcome here. May home be a new place we move toward together, something both already here and in formation, a place of curiosity and surprise as we bring our things, our strange things, our new things, our old things. Let our internal homes drift and intermingle with each others and the ones we make together out in the world, riding in backpacks, forming in covenant, collecting in the underbrush. We are on the road together. We are tracing the rivers. We are building. We are taking home with us when we go and bringing it back when we return and gathering in the homes of those around us so that for all our lives, there is a place of common good for everyone to always be coming home. Amen, and may it be so. And let us hum together our final hymn, number 128, For All That Is Our Life.